Welcome, everybody, to the chat show. I'm your host, Mark Williamson, and this week, this week's episode is a long time coming. In that, my guests are Carlos Sands and Peter Gleason. Now, this is Peter's first ever time on the podcast. However, it's actually the fourth episode we've recorded. What happened was, I got the boys, I got Peter. Peter's doing a show at the Sydney Comedy Festival with um, another comic, Maslow, called Frazzle. Check him out. I got those two boys around, along with Peter Mizell, and we recorded an episode. We recorded two episodes. <gasps> I went to do the editing and the file corrupted. So those episodes are lost in the ether. Um, for anyone out there saying, oh, you know, give me the card. I can do something with it. I snapped the card, you know, bad, the card. Yeah. So those episodes are gone and they were great. Like you missed some of the greatest podcasting of all time. But yeah, so those episodes are gone. And so sorry we didn't have an episode last week. So this week we've got Peter Gleason. Now Maslow and Peter Mazel couldn't make it back for the next record. So I got my the comic who lives closest to me, Carlos Sands, who's also doing a show at the Sydney Comedy Festival with me called the uh, That's Un Australian. Check that out as well. So this was a fun episode we recorded on. Well, I was going to say a rainy day in Sydney, but that's the last month, year. It's been a lot of rain, which, I, you know, good for ducks, and I don't mind. I'd, normally, I'd, I love rain, except at the moment, I've got a lot of washing to do. So, yeah, he's hoping a bit of ease from the rain. But we record on a rainy Friday night, um, two episodes again. This is the first one that will go up. It's Peter Gleason, Carlos Sands, and myself, and we talk about... We talk about a lot of stuff, actually. So, yeah, have a listen. Um, and Sydney Comedy Festival's coming up. Check out some shows. Check out my show. Check out Peter's show. Check out... Go through the guide um, or just go to the website, sydneycomedyfest.com.au. Pick out some shows and just go see them. Factory's a great venue. The pub, Vic on the Park, around the corner's not too bad either. So, yeah, make a night of it. Anyway, enough plugging. I'll hit the music. Welcome ready to the chat show. I'm your host, Mark Williamson, and it's a full house in... Well, I keep calling this place Edge HQ, but it's not really anymore because Edge is un- new management. Not bad at management, but different management. Anyway, we're at my house. <laughs> I'll think of a new chat show HQ. It doesn't roll off the tongue. It's similar. Anyway, I'm your host, Mark Williamson. Joining me today, he's returning guest, and he's the comic who lives geographically the closest to me, Carlo Sounds. How are you, buddy? Yeah, good. How are you going? Good. I just realized I was almost going to call you Carlo Sounds. Yeah, it sounded like you said sounds. I was going, like, I was like, Carlos, yeah. I did the edit in my head. But you're doing well? Yeah, yeah, no, I'm doing good. I'm doing good. You got, you got up the hill close, close, fair enough, good. Yeah, well, I came here straight from work, and you've got an extra 10 minutes, so, you know, seven minutes to walk than I do from the train. Oh, stage. so, you, oh, you walk from the, yeah, because it is a, yeah. I, I, actually, I will hold that thought. We've got another guest now. Depending which order I put this in, I think this will be his first appearance, but he's actually now appeared on four episodes of the podcast. Only two of them you'll hear. We had a corrupt file issue and we lost two, we two, lost probably two of the greatest episodes of podcast history, but they're never going to be heard. I'm the only one who, other than the people recording it, has heard it. And yeah, so blame the corrupt file and the snapped memory card. The CIA. It must be the CIA. No, I wasn't doing it near the microwave. Uh, if I was, I wasn't in the kitchen when I was editing. Okay, fair <laughs> enough. Yeah. But there you go. So, ladies and gentlemen, Peter Gleason, how are you, buddy? Good, man. Good. It's fourth time on the podcast yet. Probably this is your debut. <laughs> You've warmed up well. You've done a good pre-season. I like that. <laughs> now, did you when you got here today? Did you drive or did you? I got the train. Oh, you got the train. So you walked up the hill. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's a nice walk, but yeah. it's a profitable walk. 
Now, because did you cut through the IGA car park or did you were you following Google Maps? I just kind of followed the streets. I just kind of went. So you went the streets. Met, Carlo, met. did you go through the IGA I car? I did, yeah, yeah. See, the IGA car park is my third job because I've got my little ad mini job that I do. I've got comedy and my new job is trolley boy because the IGA in Summer Hill, you've got to put a dollar or two dollars in to get the trolley. And I live in an aff- this is an affluent but lazy suburb because people <laughs> don't put their trolleys back. Now, in three months, I have made $19 in trolley money. Fucking hell. Yeah. See, every, every, every time I come here, you mention this. Um, well, because you're always struggling for a bit of dosh. I am, but the thing is, I've ne- every, I, every, afterwards, I always look. I always go, next time I'm going through, I'm going to look. I've never, I've never, I've never earned $2. See, I think I've you and I differ. You finish a bit later than I do. Yeah. See, I'm so coming through. Up. I'm oh. coming through and f- I'm around that car park about 5.30. Yeah. And that's prime time. Like, that's... I'll give you a tip. He's... he's Hot days are the best. We yeah. probably won't get many more for this year. Like that's when I made my what, big dosh. Rain. Rain Yesterday I made three bucks. Yeah. Okay. But get this, this was the easiest three bucks I've had to make because people had left the trolleys in the trolley bay. And they couldn't hadn't they hadn't plugged it in. So all I had to do was go plug, plug and in their defense, there's two types of trolleys down there and they don't fit in each other, so it's I can get that. But right. it's just easiest three bucks I've ever made, man. The, yeah, I think if I would love the IGA to expand bigger, like a bigger car park, because I reckon I could almost make this my second job after comedy. Because twenty bet. bucks in three months, get it? That's yeah. that's beer. That's beer money. Oh my, yeah, no, it's, it's, it's a six that's pack. About what you can expect to earn in the comedy scene, if you, you know. <laughs> I'm a bit higher up than you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. So there you go. So I'm guessing, listeners, if you want to if you want to meet and greet, uh, we'll do it at the IGA trolleys. But don't cut my trolley money because I will cut you. <laughs> I thought I was because I was expecting this. You haven't, so you haven't. You keep I, an I, eye out, but you never. No, yeah, admittedly, sometimes I don't do it religiously. Just every now and then, I remember to look, and I've never seen, never seen. I saw one that wasn't like you would say, like that it was there, but not plugged in. So I went and plugged it in, and no money came out. I was yeah, very someone down there has a pat because there's apparently I think it's a Magnum stick. You can get the oh. cash out without doing no, the. That's, which, that's cheating. It's at cheating. Least, at least earn the money. Like, yeah, at least do take it. the trolley back see, and that's do something cool. socially useful for you too. I will say that, like, if I'm walking through and I see a trolley and it's, like, been milked, I call it milked, yeah. I will take it back. Like, I, I won't go, like, I won't run to the corner unless I see a coin in it. That's dedication. Yeah, but it's just, it's doing my bit because, well, my wife drives the car down there and mm. parks. I don't want our car hit by a trolley. Mm. There you go. So, put any trolley money out your way? Um, the tro- we don't have the ones with the money out my way. Oh, we used to back when they were like a dollar or something. But just, I remember that kid. They were twenty cents. Yeah, I used to yeah. Them. Yeah, my, we, we got. I got uh, one shopping centre down the road. There's a Aldi and a Coles, and then there's a Woolies the other way. And yeah. then none of them. I don't think they have the money. I don't know because I live so close. I just walk to the shops. So I never actually use a trolley. I just walk down like every couple of days. And yeah. just carry stuff. So I remember as a kid, we used to have the 20 cent trolleys and it used to be like, so my pop used to look after us when uh, my nan in the holidays and it used to be nan and my sister would go shopping and me and pop would go trolleying and if I got 25 trolleys, that was my wrestling magazine. Yeah. And I hit that. So I'm like, 25 trolleys, off to the news agent. See, kids of today, you know, they probably have a virtual reality game of trolley. Actually, you know, I, was, I was thinking about it. It's like, yeah. if I had a kid, I would... On their phones. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. that. Oh, we can develop. 
But I was thinking to myself, if I had a kid, I I'd like them to that. have that a bit. But I was the other day. I was walking around, you know, getting doing a bit of trolleying in some hill. It is quite dangerous with the cars. Like you've got to kind of watch where you're going. So like, if you're yeah. a kid out there listening to this podcast, don't go trolleying. Maybe, leave. maybe, maybe try knocking on your neighbor's door, see if you can leave garden. the money for Mark. That's yeah, leave, yeah. yeah <laughs> don't, 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 it's my pretending patch. to care about the kids, but, but I actually yeah. just want more gold coins for your. Well, I've decided. Is it magazine still? What's your addiction now that it's funding? Well, I've decided actually. When I hit twenty dollars, it's twenty dollars as the mark. I'll make a donation to charity. So mm. I've got one more dollar to go, and then unless of course I get a two dollar coin, and then it's twenty one. Then it's oh, I've got to wait till forty. No. <laughs> but I, I don't know. I, uh, any charities you can think of? Like, there's so many worthy ones. Yeah. Like you have people go, oh, what about this? oh, that's a good one. Oh, that's. They should just have a generic charity account. Let someone else decide. We shouldn't market this. Like, wouldn't that work? We could cut the admin out. Like, this is a charity. And, like, say you get a million dollars a year, you carve it up. Okay, this is your cancer research. This is for the animals. This is for the kitties here. This is for the kitties overseas. Because it's, it's, how do they fight amongst each other? Like, but go give us straight to a beggar because you're cutting out the middleman. You know, like, you're cutting out admin fees and, like, CEO fees and you know, just give it straight to someone with a handout. Yeah, but but normally in Summer Hill, that's you. No, but it's like true. Like the other day, like I, I, you say that this morning, I did have a bit of ch- I, there was a guy on this. I am as impressed with this guy. He was clearly he was doing it tough. He was like it was a miserable day to be on the streets. He was. Begging, I know he was. I don't like the word begging. He was asking for money, and I gave him a couple of bucks out of the coin. But he was wearing a suit, like he was like. Not, when I say like, it wasn't just a businessman going, "Oh, I'll just earn a bit of like change." A, like a good suit, or like it he was just like got he it from had, the op shop suit. It was a decent, like it was better than what I'd expect. Like the shirt was white, and sorry, I don't. I don't want to sound like I'm. I'm not attacking this guy. Like I, I gave him a couple of bucks, um, but it was like because there was used to be a comic and. This is the thing. Over the years, I've heard some so much comedy. And there was one guy. His name was Karaoke. That was his stage. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> yeah. He was up there with Ballsack. Yeah. Well, he was he was Ballsack's best mate. Of course he was. Karaoke. But Kerry was Kerry was a decent comic. He was really good. Life issues took him away from the scene. Um, he was a male nurse and he did it tough. He was a good. But he had this. Gr- I can't remember what it was, but it was. This whole thing about, you know, he rocked up to his first day on the job in his suits. He wants to impress. And it turns out his first job was he was a beggar. So when I saw this guy, I sort of had a bit of a chuckle and I thought of Kerry's joke. I'm like, well, he's dressed to impress. He have my money. But that's the thing, though. Like, if you're, I guess, <laughs> beggars can't be choosers. If someone, if you're doing it tough and you haven't got clothes and someone goes, here, you have a suit, you're going to wear it. But was he wearing, like, the tie and the whole thing with it or just... I don't know if it was my... I just remember, I think he had a bow tie. Like, I don't... Don't quote... So like a hipster beggar. Yeah. <laughs> but he was like, he looks like... I need like, money for kale shakes. <laughs> no, he wasn't like he... Because he looked like... He looks like someone's taken... Like, you know... Because you know when guys have been on the street a long time, they've got that look like they're... Because they're out in the elements, they're a bit weathered, they're a bit wiry. He looked like... A bit leathery. And, yeah. And he was yeah. just down... But it looks like someone took him, gave him a bit of a shower, and just put this suit on him. Like, it wasn't, a, it was ill-fitting, and just said, here you go, mate. Like, they could have, you know, if, I'm thinking, if you're giving a beggar a suit... Get it measured. Yeah, you know, get a, you know, it was just over the road from a tailor, or, you know, yeah. go to Lowe's. Yeah. You could have got him a suit that was fluoro pink, you know. Yeah. 
But yeah, it was just I just caught my interest. The you know because there there's a lot of beggars in Sydney. I yeah, understand it's, it's, ex- it's disturbing. Yeah, it's a, it is. Well, it's an expensive city. Yeah. I mean, I got to admit, there are some months where I'm pretty close. No, you yeah. get you get close. You know, the, the the rent doesn't equal what's in your bank account. But yeah. I, so I can understand. You know, someone has. You know, you have a bad couple of weeks. You know, you tweet the wrong thing. You're out in the streets. You know. <laughs> yeah. That's a lesson for you, Peter, about Twitter. You need a Twitter? I'm, yeah. I'm a Twitter baby. Yeah, yeah. you haven't I've tweeted finally yet, have given you? Up. I have not. I set up an account today because every time I've been on a podcast, even the ones that haven't been released, I get bugged. What's your Twitter account? I, like, I haven't got one because I'm antisocial. So I've set one up today, but yeah, I haven't tweeted yet. You haven't cool. tweeted in the day? Because I think you've got some good debut tweets. But what's, what's your Twitter handle so the listeners can listen? Tweet, just pretty easy. Peter Gleason one. Peter Gleason. I didn't choose it. I was trying to think of some cool ones. Everything was taken, and I kind of left it. And it just kind of, it did it for me. So, like, oh, that's yeah. that'll do. Yeah. So, what's your Twitter handle, Carlo? Carlo Grub Sands. There you go. And I'm MW Chat Show. But you say that it's funny. I man, I've got I've got a few Twitter accounts. I've got my own. I well, Carlo as well. We run the Unoz Twitter account at the Unoz. I've also got Comedy on Edge, and I also have at Peter Mizell one. <laughs> which so what's is a, Mizell's one then? At Peter Mizell two. <laughs> take him, he took Peter Mizell's. <laughs> you took an, You stole an old man's. No, I said it. I said to him. He said, "I want to get into Twitter." And I said, "What I'll do? I'll set up your account. I'll, I'll write some stuff. Just get out there, and I'll give it to you." And he forgot that we had this arrangement. So all of a sudden, this Peter Mizell 2 appears, and I'm getting into a Twitter fight with him, going, who's this? And then I realised it was actually him. <laughs> so it's quite, because it is quite, like it's... But is there just a at Peter Mizell anywhere? Yeah, it, we, I think he well, set it up, guy. but has about forgotten that. about yeah, it, yeah. which is yeah. quite common. Brendan Burns, former guest on the show, check out, it's an episode with me and him arguing. Um, his first one, like he set up Brendan Burns, like he's Brendan, I don't know, Something Brendan Burns 2 or 3 or something. Because yeah. once you set it up and it's gone, it's gone. Yeah. Well, I'm surprised Peter Gleason 1 existed because it's a pretty common name. Yeah, yeah that's true. I mean, I've got to admit, like, I, I used to, my account was MWO44 and I got locked out of it. That has 800 followers. My new account only has 200. Is it not a way to get back in? No, because what it is, it, my old account has a discontinued, and this is if you're on, and this is for you, Peter. Make sure the account you're registered to on your email is actually valid, because the only way for me, I need to get into a dead email account oh. to react. So I was just like, uh, wait it out. No. I'm really bad at technology. I'm not really good at it. Um, so yeah, the, there's a very real chance this one won't get out. <laughs> you might never be. You, no, you've been on another podcast. I know that you've been on, or not might be. You've been on other podcasts, but yeah. yeah. It's, but we were talking, actually, it's funny, the way these podcasts work, we, the boys got here a bit early, we're having a bit of pizza, we're having a bit of a chat, and we just started chatting about a, diff, a topic, and we, we thought, oh, we've got to save this for the podcast. So, I think to set it up, tell us your Miranda Devine joke. Um, well, it's Miranda Devine, that sort of right-wing sort of columnist, if you're not unaware. I just thought Miranda Devine would be a perfectly good uh, drag queen name. It would be, Miranda. it just sounds good, and it would piss her off mightily. It would. Like, she's, for those who don't know, if you've never encountered Miranda Devine, I envy your life. <laughs> she's a right-wing news columnist. She's, she's pretty much, pick a topic you hear in the news, she's to the right of it. She's anti-marriage equality. She's 
for freedom of speech, unless, of course, you're criticising Bill Leake, um, in which case you must be censored. She's global warming. Mm. Abbott's a god. No, she's not a... Uh, she's just... She's toxic. Yeah. She's but a pretty big Abbott fan. Are we... Am I imagining it... Or are they multiplying? Because there's yeah. more. Like, there used to be... Back in, back in my day, there was one or two rock columnists you'd write for. But now every paper's got like two or three of them. Yeah, yeah. I never yeah heard like of they've got like Peter Credlin writing for them now as well. Then. Mm. See, that she's paper. not that right wing. Like she's, she's pretty – sometimes like you've got to take what she says with a grain of salt. But she's mm. got some good opinions sometimes. Then she's got some loony ones like Tony Abbott was a great prime minister. <laughs> like she had one the other week about how men should dress. Like a – so and probably not like us, I'm guessing. No, like businessmen, like politicians. Yeah. It should be like a crisp tie, like a blue tie or a plain. But I realised like a policy on shirts was just a, do you, Carla, you, you, you wear, you don't wear business shirts. It, uh, it, no. Have you got a wedding or a funeral suit? Yeah, it's not even really business suits. It's just more like relatively nice shirts, yeah. yeah. But, I, I, but yeah, I wouldn't wear it outside. Well... Yeah, I, I, not something I wear very often. There you go. So, you, yeah. What about yourself, Paddy? You got a you got a business? You got a suit? Um, I bought a suit once for a wedding about ooh sixteen years ago. So it probably doesn't fit anymore. Mm. And I've never owned a tie in my life. Never oh. even put one on. See, this is the big. If you, what about you, Carlo? If you, oh, I put one on. Um, and in fact, I put on. A, Be respectful to look like I was taking the piss, and I couldn't get it off. I still got it somewhere, and the knot's still tied. Like I can't. Oh, just in case you need to wear it again. Yeah, <laughs> you just put it straight back on. That's awesome. <laughs> That's so. See, I went from year six. I had to wear a tie at school every day, and I've worn like for most of my jobs, except for the like. I, and I still well, the un, last un Australian show, I had I wore a suit on stage with yeah. a tie. So I mean, I don't mind. Like I, I gotta admit, if I'm in a business shirt. Having a tie on just feels natural. Like, it feels more unnatural having my shirt button undone. So I'm not, yeah. We obviously work in no. different, different circles. I do the yeah. corporate end of comedy. <laughs> so when it comes to, because yeah. I should, I don't know if people have explained. Carlo and I co-run, along with Pete, Dr. Peter Green and yeah. another team of geniuses, we run, and I mean that really, the unaustralian.net website. So in that, there's, you know, clearly I go to the business meetings and Carlo does all the work. I schmooze, you know. I've, and yeah, you, yeah, you, you're the monkey. At the you're the behind the end yeah. scenes. I'm like, oh sure, my guy will do that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I get the sales, and yeah, we do. We're a good team. <laughs> All those kickbacks I don't tell him about <laughs> keeps me in suits. Yeah, you always, you must wonder when we get the expenses at the end of the month why I keep buying a new suit every month. I just got a rack of them. You're going to be auditing this. Now. <laughs> But it's funny, like, but we're, so, so getting back to Miranda Devine, because the, mm. there's so many of these people, and... Like Kelly Bond, they're, they're getting younger. There's he's 16. What? He's creepy. But in my day, kids were all lefties. What's going on? Yeah, well, the, he plays on that. He's like, oh, adults love kids until they find out they're conservative. Then you're a freak. He's like, well, yeah, you are a freak. <laughs> yeah, you are, dude. You're a freak. Like, <laughs> but the thing, I, read, I actually read his column today. He's a Telegraph columnist. He's Miranda Devine's little boy. Like they, He loves yeah. her. they got a mummy-son relationship, which, you know, good on him. But um, he, his column today, I thought it was hilarious. Now, I say he started writing with 16. I think he's either in 
first year uni or he's doing a cadetship or something. Like he's not, not as like he's still young. He's probably I don't know, he'd be no older than eighteen. But Richard Di Natale this week proposed the four day work week, and Caleb is writing about how that is wrong. And I'm like, you haven't got a job. The only job you've got is a freelance columnist. Your only job is to write one column a week. You don't need a four. That's that's half a day at most if you do a bit of research. I could not like we knock out on Australian articles in. Yeah, we could do a column easily in that time. And I'm like, and he's going off. He's like, oh yes, your bosses won't appreciate it. Most people don't give a fuck. Like I don't understand how you can be against a four day work week. Like, can you, like, Peter, if I said to you... No loss in pay. There's no loss in pay. Yeah, yeah, well, no loss, but no loss in pay, fair enough. I mean, I would do, like, I used to for years... That's a good, I like it. Yeah, I mean, if I could do comedy four days a week, brilliant. At the moment, I do about two. (laughs) But it's a case of, I can't understand, like, how he, like, that little, he's the little, the column he wrote, I should link it, but I don't want to give him the clickbait. Um, Like, you're a factory worker. You're working your butt off and that's tough you've worked in a factory Carlo um if I work no Peter uh, I worked in a warehouse warehouse same thing yeah. Yeah. Yeah, have you had a forklift or a pallet truck um I've driven those those push yeah pallet things, push yeah. pallet yeah pallet yeah. truck that is I did a, that is hard physical work yeah, like, that is tough tough work yeah, now if you're on your lunch break you've worked you know you've lugged pallet you're sitting there reading your daily telegraph you look at your sports you look at your news you think oh what's Caleb Bond about you're against a four day work week yeah, yeah. I think Caleb should yeah. be made to go out and I'm willing to cover his insurance or whatever he should have to spend a month working in a factory yeah. before he speaks for the common man yeah, I mean yeah. how can a six it's like when People start stand-up comic. Like, I know Eddie Murphy, my, who's my favourite comic comedian, started at 15. But could you... Like, when you... I didn't start... Com- when did you start comedy, Carl? I started at 24. Oh, late. I was 2011, so I was in my 30s. Yeah. yeah. Pete, you were a bit... Young. When were you? Oh, uh, it's kind of oh, weird. How old were you? Uh, the first set I did, I was like 19, but then I took like a break of like a long time. So yeah. the first I did it properly, I was like 31. Now I'm not just like there's been I'm I'm sending that on man. There are plenty of comedians who've come through young, like Eddie Murphy. Josh Thomas started young and he's an absolute. Yeah, Ross Noble was like 15. Yeah, but that's that's a comedian. Your job is to make people laugh. If you're a columnist and you're writing about a four day work week, I think the qualifications you have to have actually worked, and I mean like for five years. Yeah, a couple week, of years right? of it, yeah. Because yeah. it's not like, yeah, oh, yeah, yes. Absolutely. Yeah, it's just, ah, oh, he's a... F- and they're, just, they're multiplying. Another one this week, Daisy Cousins. Oh, you heard of Caleb her? Bond's, um, he, he, you know, he's got a big crush on her. See, I'm... I, he sent her flowers and she, she tweeted about I did it. Daisy Cousins yeah. sounds like she'd be Miranda Devine's support act in the drag show. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, yeah. yeah. Well, she wrote... Did you read her article this oh, week? I, yeah, to my... To, like I, I haven't had enough showers since. Is, did you off. did you know of it, Peter? No. Bill Leake. Yeah, she oh. wrote Bill Leake. Oh, Bill no Leake passed him. away, and look, I'm going to go. I'm not going to bash Bill Leake. Like his cartoons, although didn't provoke thought, they were racist. They were ill. Like they were. Design- I'm not, not going to bash Bill Leake, but he's no, no. Well, yeah. Sorry. Fair enough. I'm he died. Pity, he died. He's sim- my sympathy to the family, and he's he's got kids. My sympathies. Yeah. But. <laughs> Funnily enough, two weeks ago, I was at a function and I was sitting next to Bill Leake and his wife. 
Um, yeah. Anyway, I didn't do anything. I, I won't turn up in the coroner's report. But, <laughs> but the thing is with the whole thing, she wrote a whole column, it was my Bill Leak, about her, the one time she met... I, I wish I had more time this week because there would have been a, I would have written a parody article about because yeah. I met Bill Leake as many times as she did. Oh, you should have. I should. I just haven't had time. I will probably do it, but it's probably past. But like, I literally sat down next to a guy. Now I didn't know it was Bill Leake because, and this is the thing. This is the thing people need to realize with Twitter. I do not buy or read the Australian. The only time I see Bill Leake's cartoons is when people share them. The people who tend to share them are left-wing people condemning Bill Leake. Here's a clue. If you condemn someone, do it without linking their work. You get them clicks. But and that's, yeah, that's, how, but that's a side note. I should read because I met Bill and I noticed he had – because we had to wear name tags at this function. Mm. And I had mine on and he had his on. I'm like, oh, Bill, how, I shook his hand. How are you going? Because it's like, you know, I'm, I'm there undercover. <laughs> I really shouldn't have been at this event. Yeah. But I shook hands with him, had a chat, then we didn't really do much. Like, you know, I said two words to him. I listened, and that was it. But her thing was, oh, it was... But did you see, she put up this article, and then it had to go down, because it was, it was, it was ba- so, bad, so yeah. badly edited. It was like... Spectator, didn't they put it back up? Yeah, I mean... I felt a bit sorry for him, because it was just so bad that everyone was, like, just going, this is the word. Even the comment section. This is the comment section of The Spectator, <laughs> in which the commentators are generally very right-wing. Yeah. So they're, they're not criticising her ideologically they're just going why did the spectator run something that's like her diary virtually like it's just that's that bad yeah Some, like, I don't blame her like you're, you're the one who edits my, most of my Australian articles I'm not the greatest at grammar yeah and yeah I some of the stuff you can't you edit but someone should have edited that because it was just embarrassing yeah we just got rid of the personal it was all so about her, it was all so personalised. Yeah, it was like my Bill. Genuinely embarrassing. My Bill, when he strode across the restaurant and we talked the night away. It was like, yeah, yeah. it was a romance to a, yeah, it was, it was creepy. Yeah, from a a young woman to an old dead man with a wife. Like, it was just really kind of, yeah. In her defence, he didn't, like, when, when I saw him, I wouldn't have pegged him for 60, he was in good shape. Yeah. Well, not that good, he's dead. <laughs> Clearly, I'm not a heart doctor. <laughs> but yeah. it was a case of, yeah, that was... But she's a new one that's come... But have you yeah. seen... She used, to be a, she used to identify as a feminist. And I was reading some of the, yeah. those articles. So was, they were yeah. all very lame anyway. Like they weren't... They're all kind of like the softest, like, pop feminism end of... Feminism, but she's clearly decided that this is where the money is. This is, this is the thing. Like, if you now identify with the alt-right Trump height, yeah. you know, like, uh, Milo wing of... Then she'll... You know, she, there's, there's space for it. Like, I think because uh, there's that's been the long room. I read an article about Andrew Bolt years ago, and he's sort of he's top of the heap of the right wing nut job columnists. I fair to say, he's yeah. sort of. I mean, he's the most he's Australia's most read blogger, um, according to the Herald, which I don't doubt. I mean, I, I click on his articles every day just to get inspiration to take the piss out of him. Um, but he's I read years ago from an, a past girlfriend of his that he sort of saw that right-wing approach as being a niche. Yeah. So which, you know, good luck. Like, I mean, there are times where I've considered in comedy, I'm like, because there are no right-wing comedians, fair to say. I don't know if, if anyone, if you're out there and you're a right-wing comedian, get in touch because I'll be keen to have a chat to you. But 
there's no... I mean, generally, comedians in Sydney, we're not in a high enough tax bracket to be, <laughs> to be yeah, conservative. Exactly. Really. But yeah, there seems to be like this glut of them in the papers. Hmm. I mean, I, I don't know... Yeah, we and you'd probably be well paid. I don't know what they... You know. I'd be, well, Bolt, well, certainly Bolt would be. Bolt, yeah, lives, in Bolt, good, Bolt lives in a good part of Melbourne, yeah. so I'm told. Yeah, <laughs> I mean... I mean, yeah. you know, it's... And I mean, if he... I mean, the amount of clicks he gets on a day, mm. I, there'd be money there, but... I don't understand though, like how some of his ideal, like some of the their idea. Miranda, let's go back to Miranda. She once wrote an article about getting done for a speeding ticket. Yeah. Now you think you get done for a speeding ticket, you did the wrong thing. No, she's blaming the nanny state. It's all oh the nanny state. You can't drive eighty in a sixty zone. Well, of course not. There's reasoning behind that. Your braking capacity is different. Someone comes out into the road, you're going to kill them. You're not going to injure. You're not going to stop in time. I mean, have you either of you boys got a speeding ticket? Nope. Nope. My car doesn't go that fast. I, dr- <laughs> I drive a 91 Corolla. It's not going to happen. 91. Yeah. Wow. That respect. Is it almost vintage territory or? Um, it's not. It's not old enough to be vintage, but it's too old to be not a piece of shit. So ah, so is it is, is it good? Like is it is it rust or is it is pretty good? Good. It's not bad. It, yeah. it works. It does the job. Well, there you go. But I had to I replace mean, the exhaust a couple months ago. But if, but, you get, you know. if you get if you get you know you get a speeding ticket tonight, and you won't. Cause you're going to drive responsibly. But if you do, are you going to go? Oh, I did the wrong thing. Or are you going to try and blame the nanny state? I'm just going to pay it probably. See, this is the thing that's came into. I watched the news this morning and. They're actually protesting being made to bicyclists to wear helmets. Well, they don't in Europe. I mean, I... Uh, I don't <laughs> they don't. No, I don't, yeah. Well, I, the thing with a bike helmet, like, if you're not wearing a helmet, you're the only one who's getting hurt. It's not putting yeah, anyone else in danger. Yeah, Speeding is you're in danger, someone yeah, else is in danger. You're a bike helmet, you're only endangering yourself. Oh, I'm, not, I'm not making a big case against bike helmets. Your argument, though, by your definition... Smoke. I don't agree with it, but that's yeah. that's the logic. That but I mean, well, my argument with. is it's a bit more of a libert- genuinely libertarian yeah. thing with bike helmets. If yeah. you wanted to make that case, but if you fall off, you hit your head, you don't die suddenly. You're in a public hospital. My tax dollars are paying for you. Your yeah, mental there's health. that too. I mean, it's I I, I think there's no fu- the, the amount of people who that's going to affect. Yeah. Personally, I'll just stay away from any activity that requires a helmet. Anyway, <laughs> I'll just yeah. play it safe. Well, there's only two countries in the world where it's compulsory to wear a helmet. Australia, do you know the other one? I don't know, New Zealand maybe? Yes, you got it. No, see, for me, I think that's, I think we're in anti-vaxxer territory. I think, no, oh, no, 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 I, no. no, what message does it say to a kid? No. Like you're a young, when kids are younger and when you're generally riding a bike, your skull is not as developed. It's quite fragile. Well, encourage them to wear a helmet. Yeah. That's a different, that's well, that different law came line. in when yeah, we but were if kids. You're, but it's like if you're, you know, you're, you know, little kiddies going, now you wear your helmet, but Mr. Carlo doesn't. Look at him, look at him. Yeah, but, and then, you know, you're setting a bad example. Okay, but the, that's the case with almost anything. I mean, that's the case with almost anything that's a bit bad. Like yeah, but we're getting back to Miranda's argument with the nanny state. If we're no. going to, well, what's the difference between if we, I mean, in Germany, they have the autobahns where there is no speed limit. Are we going to, should the, you know, I go to the Central Coast quite a bit for comedy. Mm. Should I be able to just do 300? Not that I, I don't drive. Well, I do do 300, but it's on a yeah, train. Yeah, but I think that's, that's, as Peter was 
was, was saying that there's a difference there where you are likely to hurt other people. Yeah, but what about? I mean, if you, I mean, if if I'm driving, I've been, have you ever been, I've been in a car where we've knocked over a cyclist. Like I, I wasn't driving. I was in year twelve. We were going on a school excursion. I got a lift with one of the other guys. He turned around, and this cyclist came out of nowhere, and he barreled him over. Yeah. And the guy, he was fine. He had a bit of scratches in that. But if that guy hadn't have had the helmet, and he takes the head bump, mm. that guy has to. The guy driving the car, and me, I have to live with the trauma. This guy's in bit of deep shit. Yeah, but then there's a difference between there's a difference between encouraging that and creating a culture of it and having it be compulsory. But the, the problem is, I'm not even I'm not even arguing against it necessarily. I just can un, I, I just can understand the libertarian. I, like I think there's a genuine libertarian argument that doesn't apply to Miranda Divine speeding. That does apply to to um, people riding a bike. And I say that with, I'm not running around campaigning to get rid of like, get get rid of compulsory. You know. Which is annoying. I annoy me because it's ABC News twenty four that they had it on. I'm like, how do these guys get on? Like, they must have good PR to get a bunch of cyclists going. We don't want to wear helmets. Yeah, it's a bit weird because particularly because there's actually legitimate concerns cyclists have about cycle paths and things like that. And yeah. well, that was one of the arguments. <laughs> of all I think, the thing why you complain. Yeah, one of the hosts was sort of kind of along my lines. I can't remember which one, but he sort of made the good point, and it is a fair point. We don't Sydney, not so much, but. Australia doesn't have the infrastructure that Europe does for cyclists. Mm. So it is quite dangerous to cycle. Yeah. So it's... Solve that. Yeah, but, I mean, <laughs> Clovermore tried. It didn't go down too well. Yeah. <laughs> um, the Telegraph still yeah, launched campaigns. Yeah, the Telegraph, yeah. But it's like, I, to me, I don't think... Like, this is the libertarian, the libertarian ideology tends to cross over a lot with the right wing. It can do, yeah. Yeah. Mm. But would either of you guys identify as libertarian or their beliefs? Uh, no, but nah, uh, I have some really. sympathy. You agree? Yeah, I'm lucky. Like, I'm not really. Like, some of their ideas, you see where they're coming from, but they yeah. kind of take it a bit too far. It's, like, it's too simplistic yeah. a way of looking at things. Yeah, I think like, the world itself, is more yeah. complicated than how they see it. Yeah, I'd agree with that. And I think, yeah, I think you're right about, like, it's about um, once you apply. My, my attitude would be anything that only affects you, you should have the right to control. However,. Most things in society don't just affect you, so therefore there's got to be a social thing. So that's where I think yeah, libertarianism breaks breaks down. Yeah. But I'm, I'm relatively libertarian on a lot of social things. What about but guns? I would not identify. What about guns? No, because I think um, no, I, no, I'm not libertarian on on guns. Because um, I mean, um, the argument from a nut job like Lionhelm would be if I'm a farmer on my land and I want to kill a rabbit, or if I want to go hunting deer. I'm only harming. I'm not harming anything other than the deer. Yeah, I'm reasonably open to those type of arguments, but not without regulation, and not and not in a not in the kind of. See, the problem is that that would be fine if you then didn't have the vested interest of these fucking gun companies. So, like for example, in the US, like the problem that everyone's oh, it's about the hunters. Well, no, it's about the fact you can walk into a supermarket and get a semi-automatic. Yeah, you know, like I'm not. I would be sympathetic to an argument about, well, let's not just get rid of all guns. But I mean, I would like to get rid of all guns, but I'm not going to enforce mm. that. But um, that, that, you know, like some regulated for whatever. But yeah, I think you can't, once you get private interests, like real profit mm. interests, that's when it gets, that libertarian thing gets sabotaged. It becomes actually defending people's right to make money from blood. 
But see, your argument there. Serious, yeah. No, no, no. It's this podcast. We go everywhere. This is hilarious. Your <laughs> argument, yeah. Your argument with the, or let's say the other argument with um, the bike helmets was someone was saying one of their arguments. It's the stackhead company trying to get some money. Well, no, no, no. But it's along those lines because you know in Mel. I don't know if they got them in here in Sydney, but they do have them in Melbourne. You can rent a bike. Like you can pay, yeah, yeah. like you or put in London. In, they got the Boris yeah, bikes. And you borrow, stuff, well, yeah. they're saying that by having to own a helmet, it's restricting their business. So this whole helmet, helmet argument helmets? is rented bike money. It's the big uh, okay. That's what you said. Fair enough. Yeah. Okay, so in that, that instance, now. you bought him big bike. Yeah, that's big how bike. You me over. You there you go. Big, big bike. bicycle, and I'm convinced. We got there. I finally. <laughs> yeah. I now I see your point. Yeah. If this podcast doesn't get up, I'm putting my money on big bike <laughs> spiking, <laughs> yeah, so spiking the memory it, yeah. card. But then, that's the whole. But then we get to the other argument. Like, I think when remember when we were kids. If a doctor, or a doctor had told you to do something, or this is you believed him. Mm. Nowadays, we would not like that. Like we, society, we question absolutely everything. Like a politician says something, oh, that's just because it helps them. But nowadays, like vaccine, people are against vaccination, mm. and I don't get it. Like I don't get why we don't trust doctors anymore. Am I missing something? Am I just too naive? Am I just a Nice, innocent Tassie boy who... I think, in the US, I think the source of it in the US is different here. The source of it in the US is that genuinely, like, doctors are corrupt. There is a corruption because it's not public, like, because yeah. so much of it's private. So there are genuine pharma giants. Yeah, true, true. Yeah. So they, people are sceptical. I totally agree with you on vaccines. I don't they want have it. the thing where they can advertise prescription yeah. medicine on television. It is pretty yeah. freaky. Have Which you, I think New Zealand is the only other country that does that as well. Does New Zealand do that too? I think so. Oh, wow. Because I, like, I was when I was in America. Wrong, I heard something about New Zealand does it as well. I could be wrong. Maybe have either of you two been to, to America? No. Nah. You're never going, Carlo. Actually, now that I've had you on a because I'm not going again either. Yeah. But on late night TV, like they advertise drugs and it's freaky. It's like, do you have this? Do you have that? Do you, you may need this. And it's like, whereas over here, it'd be more like, check your breasts for lumps. You find <laughs> And if you find a lump, yeah. see a doctor. Don't take pill X. It's, yeah, I do understand that culture. But in Australia... Like, there was a recent measles outbreak in Brunswick. Brunswick's a pretty affluent suburb. Yeah. It's because people aren't vaccinating their kids. I don't, I don't understand now how people could honestly gamble with their kids. Like, is it a case of, are the people saying, I want to protect my kids by not protecting my kids? Is that the argument? Or is it a case oh, yeah, of... That's what, I think, that, that's what they'd say. Yeah, I think it's bad. like an ego thing as well. People think, oh, I've read this. I'm smarter yeah. than doctors. I'm smarter than everyone else. It's like a big ego thing. But it's like, why would you think, like, because most of the stuff they cut, like, the whole thing with vaccination and autism comes from one flawed study that yeah, was popularised to be bollocks by years ago. Jenny McCarthy. Like, that has been disproved. But this is the case of, like, this is the thing with libertarianism. For example, like, if you, if you choose not to get, if you've got cancer, you don't want to get cancer treatment. You're not hurting anyone else. That's like, I, I mean, I think you should get cancer treatment. But mm. that's one thing. But vaccines, obviously, if you choose not to vaccinate, not only do the children not have a choice, but you threaten everyone else. Yeah. Like, that's... But in know, the ca- I, I got... Um, um, it's, my mum was very upset because... Well, I, when I was 12, I got whooping cough and I was vaccinated. Oh, wow. Yeah, I, uh, well, I, yeah and I... My mum had to put up with it. Every time she told people... They were like, look at her odd. Like, you mean you didn't vaccinate? She's like, I'm vaccinated! <laughs> well, that's what you say that. Like, my, uh, it's different, but my mum had a full, re- oh, no, it was about a year ago, and she had a black eye. 
And like she fell, and like when she'd go out, people were giving my dad dirty looks, like you piece of shit, you. <laughs> so it's like you know, my mum, my mum always had to sort of say, no, no, he didn't hit me. I just fell into yeah, a. Yeah, that's door. what they always say. <laughs> that's what they always. My sister yeah. witnessed the fall. Yeah. Like it's the case of like yeah. yeah. Besides which, if it was in a fight, my mum can easily take my dad. <laughs> <laughs> easily, it's no contest. But yeah, it's the whole. The whole I just don't know. It's a society we don't. Try, like scientists must feel like if you're a young kid now, you would not want to be a scientist because no one listens to you. Yeah. Like if you're someone who wants to be a scientist, you're better off not going to university, just starting up a blog, putting out <laughs> some shit claim, and doing your research that way. You'll make more money. I mean, the CSIRO is being gutted. <laughs> I mean, yeah. yeah, carbon dioxide is essential for life. Oh. Malcolm Roberts, one of the Australia's greatest satirists. If you haven't checked out his YouTube page, check it out. <laughs> but it's like people like him, a guy who got 77 votes is in the parliament and he has parliamentary privilege. He can say whatever shit he wants and none of it is backed up. Like people, scientists can come out and go, no, you are factually wrong. Oh, no, that's just your alternative facts. Imagine being at school these days with alt- in a world of alternative facts. Oh, God. Seven and five equals 15. No, it's 12. Old facts, old facts. You just give up if you're a teacher. Yeah, well, that's just your opinion, man. Yeah. Just be a whole classroom full of the dude. (laughs) (laughs) The dude. So you think the dude, the big Lebowski, was just where future's going? Well, no, that'd be kind of cooler. That'd be a more positive future if everyone just abided. Abided. But I think we're definitely on a track to idiocracy. Oh, yeah. We're going there. But the world is just, it seems like we're going, I don't know, maybe it's time we just, we start, we founded our own commune. We got some land in the middle of nowhere. Started again. It's a seed from the Australia. It's a good idea, but it sounds like a lot of work too. It does. Well, you need some of the, the, the worker it? bees. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I'm not very good with my hands. I'm not the most physical I don't think any of us in this room, I don't want to no. ask two versions, but just looking around, I don't think any of us really are. Um... I could do a bit of labour if I was sh- like told. Like I yeah. could, if they oh, said, this is how you dig a ditch, I yeah. could do that. But if that comes to, yeah. you know, skilled labour. Yeah, I could hammer a nail in. but you lift heavy loads, but yeah, but I'm not I don't know where to put them. Going, <laughs> Hang on, the roof needs to be at this yeah. angle. So, and it's, yeah, it's not. So what we need. Our commune would probably be a bit pathetic. Yeah, we'd, ne- we'd probably need to outsource it. So we'd need to raise a bit of funds. Yeah. So then we'd have to sort of, yeah, do a bit. See, me and my mate, we had a plan, because Sydney's housing market is getting very unaffordable. Yeah, like I wouldn't be good at building a house, but I could paint a nice mural on the wall. Yeah, you're, well, you're an artist. Yeah. You'd have, you know, someone to build a roof over your head. Um, Carlo's an editor. I tweet sarcastic comments. Yeah. Well, you can edit as well. Yeah. Like you can, I can write a press release. Edit it. You'll edit it. So we've got that. There so we, we just need someone to build, yeah. someone to garden because we need yeah. crops. So we could do it. But me and my mate's plan, we might have a way around it. What we were thinking of buying like a huge block of land and, you know, I, for about 200 grand, you can get a lot of land um, and shipping container homes. So everyone has a little shipping container home. And you like every time you come in, like once a year you get together and make a project. Like we thought our first thing was we'd build a basketball court just for something to do. And then each year you expand on it a bit. So like a Sim City, but for just people who want to drop out. Yeah. 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 
So Nimbin. Pretty much. <laughs> just without the pot, because I'm really not into that. It's just not my scene. There's drugs. I reckon there's a lot of hostility to vaccinations up there. I'm just going to go out on a limb and say I reckon Nimbin's vaccination rate is probably inversely proportionate to their consumption of magic mushrooms. I'm pretty sure up in Nimbin, the Nimbin, it's around that at Lismore, they're trying to get rid of fluoride out of water. Yeah. That, well, I don't know what fluoride supposed... Like, I know that I made it to 24 before I had a filling. Okay. Mm. Um, yeah. You'd be about the same? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Peter, you, how are you? Uh, I would have got a few when I was a kid, but... So I didn't, we never did, and because the mum used to go to the dentist. How come he has never? She goes, "It's great." And he goes, "Fluoride in the water. Mm. It protects teeth." Yeah. It also makes me blindly obey the government. You know, yeah. you know, I've got great teeth. Yeah. <laughs> they stack up well. Yeah. No, I think it does. I mean, I have. Yeah, you know, I hardly ever go to the dentist. Like, you know, I don't go as much as it's recommended. I am due. No, like I, I am. Do, that's more of a financial issue yeah, with me exactly than more a... a financial issue. But I think part of the reason when I do go, it's not a total disaster. It's fluoride. Like, mm. I mean, I got to admit, I know that I'm probably due a filling, but that's more. Yeah, some poor eating choices over the last last couple of years. But yeah, the fluoride. But why is it everything has to be questioned? Fluoride in the water. Chem, chemtrails is another one. The planes. I mean, that's been debunked, by the way. <laughs> it's just condensation. Yeah, it's, but it's windy. Yeah, but that's like oh, it's a kilometer great, in the sky. It's not as windy. It's above up there. the storm. So a great comic that was like um, saying someone was saying that about nine eleven like jet fuel can't melt steam uh, can't steel melt beans. steel. And then this person answered, "Yes, but what about all the chemicals they got up there for the for the chemtrails? You don't know what pe- temperature that burns." And the guy in the had no answer. He's like, you could be right. Oh, that is... Oh, that would blow some minds. So I've got a theory. I've yet to meet someone who's... And no, don't tweet me because I will block you. I've yet to meet someone who's a 9-11 truther who's not a massive pothead. I know six of them and I'm slowly weeding them out of my life. All of them have massive drug issues. Do you think this is a case or am I just... it's probably a casual correlation. There's a correlation. Some people, you know, I, know people, I know some people who are massive potheads and are not in the slightest, so it's not yeah. automatic. Well, I, know, I do know There's another couple. There's a big crossover in that Venn diagram. Yeah, that, that Venn diagram. Venn diagram, yeah. 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 The, the, the stone and the anti-debunked that, and it's how we get society. Well, there you go, guys. So I think, yeah, it's one of those podcasts where it's made me, you know... Weep a bit for humanity in some ways. Well, we but discussed the big issues. Miranda we did. Miranda Devine, Devine um, Caleb speeding. Bond. Oh, Caleb Bond. Maybe cut that bit out. I don't think humanity <laughs> needs him disgust anymore. Oh, one thing about Caleb, I'm pretty sure he's never going to breed. Yeah. Daisy, I mean, I think, I, you know, I'm not no, one. No, I think Daisy just... I'm not one to judge, but I, I think Daisy is, you know, he's kicking a bit out. He's punching above yeah. his weight trying for that. <laughs> But yeah, there you go. Maybe there you go, Caleb. There's a column um, for your next why women, good-looking women, should go for eighteen-year-old know-it-alls. He looks. <laughs> he doesn't dress right. He dresses like an old man. Yeah. Do you know when you see some people who just look like they should be older than what they are? I think he's just waiting for life to turn him forty. <laughs> like he's just. Yeah. He's just sort of like oh, I mean, he's probably gotten in a bit young. He's you know he's perfecting his. I, I, I predict he's going to end up a terrorist. He's going to end up like some sort of like anarcho eco terrorist because people you know people say like they start radical, you get conservative. He's done and conservative. He's going to end up some sort of some sort of extremist. That's my prediction. I, I think the security services of the world should watch Caleb, Caleb Vaughan. Watch him. See, this is going to sound really harsh, but. 
I have him pegged as just in about 10, 20, maybe, maybe 15 or oh, 30 years' time. Just seeing this article, former columnist caught downloading. <laughs> <laughs> just saying. Yeah, I, was, I was thinking more like heroin overdose. But no, 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 no. no. Yeah. Yeah. I, think, I think, I don't know, maybe, maybe that's a bit harsh there, but ASIO, I'm sure you're listening or someone there is. Just check little buddy's um, search history for me, will you? Just, just check, see it's all on the straight and narrow. I'm sure at the moment, I mean, he's only 18. He's probably looking up, you know, Daisy, cu- Daisy cousin selfies. And I'm sure there's thousands of those. I don't even know what she looks like. Uh, I think I've seen like a screenshot, like a yeah, brick, but I, I mean, not, not looks, looks should not come into the equation. I mean, she if you're ideological. She once wrote a piece claiming when she was still talking to be a feminist. So I went through all of her articles. Um, and she also had a feminist argument against refugees, which was, you know... That what? Wasn't, yeah, yeah. It, oh. well, you've got to read it to sort of... Un, like, I don't even want to try and paraphrase it here, but... Um, <laughs> we need another hour for that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, but it was kind of like, okay, so like, she was never that much... Yeah, her feminism was always about, you know... About her. Deep. Yeah, and so about like her. everything is about her. Oh, she had a piece that was about, like, because she com- complains. You know in that piece, my bill? She yeah. complained. You know, I complained to him about why don't feminists take up how um, people, women are oppressed in Islamic countries. And then you read all the things she... She never raised it when she claimed she was a feminist. She had pieces that were things like, it was like, why I didn't sleep with my celebrity crush. I remember, yeah, I, did, I saw that one, yeah. Yeah, it was a tennis player that she had a big crush on who offered basic, basically propositioned her for sex. And it's all about how she chose not to and all the thinking that went on. And it was just quite... It's all about her. Like the Bill Leake thing, it's yeah. all about her. Um, and, yeah, it can't be... And, like, Forget where I was going with that. No, no, no. I think I think point. if you take one thing out of this podcast, ladies and gentlemen, forget Daisy Cousins. Forget, <laughs> yeah, don't look. Don't forget look. Caleb Bond. Don't search these people. Right. And if some little creepy old, old young old man comes up to you and shakes your hand, says, G'day, I'm Caleb, I don't encourage violence, but just just walk away. Walk away. Uh, it's, yeah, when, don't, don't, violence don't doesn't... Give him, don't give him the... Don't give him... Don't give him... The satisfaction... Of punching him in the no. face. Even though Friends of Rom did sum it up best. All you need is, all you need is, all you need <laughs> is, is, is a, a punch, punch in the face. face. <laughs> well, there you go, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you guys for coming along. You can see myself and Carlos Sands, May 17th, the Un-Australian show at the Sydney Comedy Festival. You can see Peter Gleeson, April 29th and 30th at the Factory Theatre in Frazzled. Pete, tickets are on sale? Tickets are on sale now, yep. What time's the show? Uh, 9.30 on the Saturday and 8.30 on the Sunday. There you go. Go to both shows, ladies and gentlemen. Buy two seats. Get comfy. Um, for both shows, you can get tickets at sydneycomedyfest.com.au. Check it out and go see shows. There's a lot of great ones in there. A couple of ordinary ones, but most of them are good. Take a punt. Go see us. Go Anyone I retweet. I retweet a lot of shows. If you follow me on Twitter at MWChatShow, follow Carlo at Twitter at... Carlo Grub Sands. And follow Peter at... Peter Gleason 1. And also follow Peter Mizell 1, but don't follow Peter Mizell 2. Because, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, like life, number one is solid, number two is what it is. I think I mucked that up, yeah, but you, you, get the, around, you got the man. point. But, hey, hey, I always get my number two wrong when talking about Peter Mizell. <laughs> anyway, ladies and gentlemen, thank you guys for listening. I've been Mark Williamson. I'll hit the music. <laughs>